0: are we drinking today
1: i am having a rusty chain it is from buffalo so i i got this um last christmas from my from my in-laws i got like a a beer of the month but it was like every three months and this this brewery is bison from buffalo and so i saved it because i was doing a podcast with greg deep you guys know who i'm talking about
2: yep sure do okay
1: um so we just recorded a um a show on last night about extreme metal and so i had saved these because he's from buffalo and so we drink buffalo beer together and uh so i had one left so nice cheers what are you guys drinking
0: Doomy has the coke i am opening a nothing fancy a modello chelada
1: a chalada. I never even heard of that.
0: Chalada. It's like a bloody mary, beer thing. Oh. It's like beer, beer with uh, tomato juice, salt, and lime. Okay. Isn't, so that, isn't that isn't
1: isn't that Cheers? Isn't that like a um, hangover cure? Right? Isn't it beer and.
0: I'll see you tomorrow morning. I'll crack it. <laughs> no, out but I think, <laughs> but I think
1: that's, a, but I think that that's a thing. I think it's like a, um, like a. I don't have to look it up, but it's like a it's like a beer and tomato juice and an egg or something like that. It's supposed to be a hangover cure.
0: Yeah, it's the hair of the dog, man. Yeah.
1: something I, don't know, I mean, something. when
0: when you feel like shit and drag your ass into somewhere early in the morning, you just keep at it. It's it's Sunday. Keep at it, man.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm working later in the day, so I'll be working tomorrow. So. Oh, bummer. That's it. That's it. So are you the one that's in Tampa? I am. Oh, you are? Yeah. So I used to live in the Tampa Bay area. I lived in Clearwater, St. Pete.
3: I am on Gulf to Bay Boulevard.
1: Oh, really? I used to um, I used to live um, right off of US-19. I used to work on Gulf to Bay Boulevard at that subway. It's probably not there anymore back in the 80s, subway sandwich shop. Yep.
0: Well, that's when subway first started. Yeah, so You were on the cutting edge.
1: I was. I was uh, early on. Early on, I worked for them. Yeah. And I used to work at that Peaches on uh, US-19. That's probably gone as well. Um, Clearwater Mall. Countryside Mall. I used to work at the Countryside Mall as well. I used to work at the TJ Maxx. <laughs> He's going. None of that exists anymore. I want food-y. you to
3: finish. Look, so the Clearwater Mall has completely changed um so i lived here for like eight years like 2004 to 2012 and even back then it was completely different than it is now countryside malls countryside mall and that's going to be there forever it still does, has the ice skating rink i
1: was just going to say does it still have the ice skating rink
3: yep yeah well, that's yeah. the important part
1: yeah which is so crazy i gotta take i think there's something wrong with these headphones I can't, these headphones got to go. They're not working for me.
0: You sound better now,
1: actually. Yeah, you sound better too. I think there's something wrong with them. I got to check them out. Um, Yeah, so I I live there. I live there from 1980 to
3: 1989. Um, I went to Florida State. Wow, cool. A seminal. Up in Gainesville? No, that's Tallahassee. Florida's Gainesville. Yeah. my, my bad. I
1: used to live I used to live in Spring Hill. Do you know where Spring Hill is? No. Is that North where, Tampa? Brooksville? Okiwachee? The Mermaid Show? Yeah, no. No, you don't you know you don't know um do you know where Hudson, Tarpon Springs?
3: Tarpon Springs, yes.
1: Okay, so it's it's north of Tarpon Springs. It's Hudson, Newport Richey. No?
3: Yeah. Okay, so way north. Middle it's of not nowhere. Wait, what's like a
1: 40 miles north? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I used to go to concerts in Tampa in and Lakeland. Like, That's 100%. where I went to my shows uh. when I was a kid, you know, when I was in high school in Spring Hill.
0: So who'd Did you, you see you, there? Do you remember?
1: I saw everybody there. I saw Did Judas Priest there, I saw Iron Maiden there, the ACDC, Scorpion. I saw every, everybody because it was the, um, the, 80, the very first real concert I went to was ACDC in 1980. So, yeah, I saw everybody.
0: Wow, cutting edge again! Expert sandwich maker and cutting edge, new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah,
1: yep. And I'm an old, I'm an old, an old metalhead. Can I tell you?
0: Nothing wrong with that. You're looking at two other ones right now.
1: (laughs) Nice. And then you're in Idaho, right?
0: I am in Idaho. Yep, North Idaho. North Idaho,
1: that's nice.
0: Right next to Washington State, a mile from the border.
1: Yeah, because you were saying something about talking about Spokane or something. You were in Spokane.
0: Yeah, I work in Spokane.
1: Oh, so it's literally like over the line.
0: Yep, yep. One mile from the border. So I'm basically in Washington State, but you know, uh, in Idaho.
1: You know what's weird is I was in Edmonton this past uh, fall to see Iron Maiden. Yeah, and I, was, I was at my hotel and um it was a sunday night and i was watching the end of sunday night football we had got just got back from dinner and i was watching the end of sunday night football and they it's the it's the station from spokane right so after that i watched the news the local news from spokane washington
0: i bet that was boring
1: well i thought it was just <laughs> really weird um there was some flood or something but i thought it was really weird because i mean edmonton is pretty far up there it's like 10 hours from the border that that they picked Spokane for whatever reason to to be there
0: yeah their, Cal- calgary uh, and edmonton yeah. and uh trail where martin popoff yeah. is from um they have a lot of spokane feeds for whatever reason i don't know why yeah, yeah. I, I heard that yeah. interview you had with martin popoff that was cool
1: Yeah, he's been on my show twice, and he was supposed to be on a third time, and we've just, we've been going back and forth, and it's just been really, really hard between my job and his job, and just everything going on, it's just, but I'm trying to get him on again to talk about um, the new wave of Swedish heavy metal, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but. Oh, wow. So, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to nail him down for that.
0: That'll be interesting, what kind of bands are you talking about there?
1: Bands you've never even heard of, bands I had never even heard of, I mean, I was, picking um jonathan um from a disease brain i was like have you ever heard of these bands he's like no (laughs) 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 okay i got a compilation that's how the whole thing started was i got this compilation that's um new wave of swedish heavy metal so we'll see how it goes
0: I, i bet it'll go awesome
1: now i'm trying to edit i'm trying to edit my um show that i just did uh with with greg about extreme metal you guys like extreme metal
3: I'm much more of a fan of that than he is. Uh, I'm, I'll am i be definitely be listening to that one. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm
0: just a straight-up metalhead. Just uh, no, nothing weird. I don't deviate very much.
1: Yeah, Fogel's like, well, I'll give it a cursory listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks, man. That's all I'm asking.
0: <laughs> so you are kind of a, a world concert traveler.
2: Yeah, I, I get see around. all
0: your escapades. You do. That uh, hotel story where you got locked in the hotel. I want to hear that one again. God, I lock, that I cracked locked, me up. They got
1: locked into the locked in the Indian restaurant. Yeah. The really sad thing was that I pulled the alarm and nobody showed up.
0: <laughs> Place could have been burning down.
1: I, I, right? And like nothing, nobody, nobody, nobody showed up. No, no guests came. Other guests came from downstairs. No police or fire. Sh- nobody showed up. <laughs> so <like> nobody cared. <laughs> And then the fire escape had no no handle on the door, had no door lock to unlock, had no handle on the door. It wasn't much of a fire escape.
0: Well, they obviously don't have any OSHA wherever you were. Where were you? <laughs> Ireland? No, it was in London. In Lo- Oh, in London.
1: Yeah, they Man. do have OSHA there. I I don't know what was going on with these. I will tell you this though. I, it was the best Indian food I'd ever had though. I'd go there for I'd go there to eat again. I wouldn't stay there again, but I definitely go there for <laughs> for for a curry.
0: Good food, horrible hospitality.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's the it was the Hotel California. You can check in, but you can't check out.
0: <laughs> but they had awesome curry. Which I it doubt did. the Eagles Hotel California had curry.
3: No, they had uh salsa. So, yes. <laughs> exactly. I love salsa.
1: Yeah, I do too. Good salsa. Can't go wrong with that. But yeah, so yeah, I'm going to um I'm going to Glasgow in May to see Nice. Dickinson.
3: Very oh. cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With Fergal, no so less. So that's always fun.
3: Nice. Fergal's an amazing dude. I love he Fergal.
1: He is. Uh, we have we have a really good time together. So it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Such a nice guy, such a great podcast, such a professional. I mean, he he said Such nice things uh, to Jeff and I about the podcast, even though we're only two in. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We do our best.
1: I'm going to see your friend, George, in March, because we go to Hell's Heroes every year together in Houston.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: You should come down for that.
0: I wish I could. That would be awesome. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. It's like two, three days?
1: It's three days. so the first couple of years that I went, it was two days and they'd have like a pre-party the first night. And this time it's three full days. Doro's going to be there. Queens, rike It's going to be a that,
3: That's the one Candlemas. that would make me go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Candlemass was there before I saw them two years ago. when Fer- Fergal actually came over two years ago.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: it was two years ago. He came over, he and his uh, girlfriend, Elaine, who's lovely, uh, came over and, um, for that and then and then last year just george and i went
0: oh i'd love to meet all you all and you then we met we met a
1: bunch of other people about a bunch of other people from uh the, from twitter that we that we know that we see every year
0: it's a bitching community it is i mean the metal community is full of great people
1: absolutely absolutely it's it's just a lot of fun the people are so nice and there's just a cross-section of everybody there's old people and young people and just all different walks of life and people from everywhere and everybody's just great there's no foolishness nobody's I haven't seen anybody drunken disorderly and being obnoxious or it's all been it's just I don't want to jinx it but it's been, it's been <laughs> the last, well, last two times that I've gone
0: well I'm not going so that that'll that won't jinx it right there. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get out of hand this time.
1: Not this time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's been, it's it's really great. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to it. And we stay at a hotel, which is in walking distance, which is also nice.
0: Oh, that makes it even better. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that.
1: No. And there's a brand-new brewery that just opened up last year that George and I went to that's, like, right almost next door to the venue, which is a really nice um a really nice uh, brewery because I like craft beer and so does George. We're big craft beer people, so we went beer to two. Brewer- yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> we just like good beer, and we went to two breweries while we were down there uh last time. So we're going to go to this other brewery again, and we'll probably find another one to try, a new one, and yeah, it's just uh, I like to do that whenever I travel. as I like to go to um a local brewery.
0: Well, whoever opened that brewery right next to the concert venue is a genius.
1: Yeah, it was really smart. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're going to make a really all nice their money.
1: Section it was really nice. I had a I had a lovely honey porter there. It was excellent.
0: You're making me thirsty, more thirsty. So you you've been on a lot of podcasts that I've listened to, and we love you. That's why we asked you to be wow. on this one. Um. So I've heard your priest story uh, a couple times, but maybe for new listeners, maybe you could let us know how you got into priest.
1: Well, pre so Priest has been around for a while. And I'll give you guys the reader's digest version or whatever. So I had a um I have an older sister and her first husband wasn't much older than I was um when they got married. And he's the guy who kind of turned me on to metal and rock. And it wasn't really metal back in the back of the early seventies or mid seventies, I should say. So um it's through him that I got I got into rock as opposed to just listening to um, what was on the radio, the top 40 stuff on the radio. And he was into Prague and he was into, you know, rock and roll. And at the time it was like Aerosmith and Jay Giles and, and, you know, stuff like that. And then of course the proggy stuff like um, UFO and, and, um, and uh, yes, and, and Genesis and all of that kind of stuff. And then um, I kind of got into Black Sabbath um, he liked Black Sabbath. Um, he was probably more of like a. Um, more of a rock guy than a metal guy. But he, right. he, he, he definitely appreciated them. And, you know, so through him, I got to know all of this kind of music. And. Um, Iron Maiden, I mean, I mean, Judas Priest was something that. Um, I I had heard in his car, but I didn't really know. I didn't really know who they were. Um, it was definitely the late '70s when I got uh, got to know who they were and really, you know, bought their stuff and ha- got their stuff and had their stuff and 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 enjoyed their stuff. And the first time that I saw them was um, here in Boston at the Orpheum Theater when Iron Maiden opened for them.
2: Wow! And that was the
1: point. That was the point of entry tour. Which point of entry isn't the Best album, but uh, it's a
0: good hard rock album.
1: Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, I mean it's it was a great show. Obviously, it was a great show, and and you know they were just you know and it was it was a it was a metal show, right? Because it was Iron Maiden and and Judas Priest. It right. was definitely a metal show, and it was it was um in 1981, and it was a great show.
0: So so were you, were you totally into Maiden at the time too?
1: I knew who Maiden was, and I always tell the story about how. My friends didn't want to go in early because they wanted, there's like an alley and everybody just wanted to like get high in the alley. And I was like, no, I want to go see, um, I wanted to go. I had their, I had their album. So I wanted to go and see um, Iron Maiden. So it was very important to me to get in early to see Iron Maiden. And I learned an important lesson about that is that you go in early to see the opening band.
0: Oh yeah. Cause you never know what you're going <laughs> to get, especially, I mean, you have them, on vinyl or whatever right but you never know how they're going to come across live
1: and and the thing is is that you know for me they came from england you know oh you know they came from england you know i mean they weren't you know how when was the next time they were going to be in town you know i didn't know i didn't obviously know what was going to happen in the future you know so you definitely want to go and you definitely want to go and see them you know so so I went in and saw them. One of my buddies came in with me, but most everybody stayed out. Of course, they're kicking themselves now.
0: Yeah, looking back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that was a bad idea. And I was like, yep, that was a bad idea. <laughs> that <laughs> but, was a bad idea. You know,
0: in all fair- fairness, you, you just never know. I mean... So
1: when I, you know, I was telling... I was on, I was on a YouTube channel called uh, Rock D- Daydream Nation uh, with Peter Kerr, and he's out of Sydney, Australia. And we were talking about how a lot of times you... You didn't, you were like, you were late for the show or you were in the parking lot getting high and you just, maybe you caught the last two songs or you were in the merch line or you, you know, it was like, or you were in the bathroom or whatever, you know. I mean, I tried to always get in to see the band, but it wasn't always, it wasn't always possible and it just didn't always, it didn't always happen. And there's probably quite a few bands that I, I miss, that I missed seeing that I should have seen.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. So what, what do you think is the best concert you've been to? What, what ranks up there? Maybe a top three.
1: Everybody always asks me this and it's so hard because part of going to a show for me anyway, is the whole package of it all. It's who you're with. It's, it's exactly, it's, it's it's the, the tour, it's the weather, it's the, it's the venue. It's, it's like the whole It's the whole experience. So, like, I travel a lot to see shows. So, one of the best shows that I ever went to was just recently, last summer, I went to see Iron Maiden, um, and I was in Dublin, and it was like a podcast summit. It was amazing because a lot of our friends from Twitter and a lot of people who have podcasts were there, and so we got to hang out with uh, uh, Josh and Nesbitt from Talking Maiden, and um Eric from A to Z and George from Priestcast Fergal was there and um our friend a friend a our friend Andy was there with his girlfriend Tracy and um who else was there and Jarvis Leatherby was there drinking with us um because they um they were in Ireland he was there to see the band so we hung out after the show we hung out with him and his girlfriend and and chatted with them and so like it was so like it was all of us. It was just like this whole group of people that were there with their love of Iron Maiden and their love of metal. And it was like before the show, we're at this pub just talking metal.
0: Wow, you can't get better than that. I mean, and just, you know, talking.
1: Yeah, just talking metal with with real true metal heads, you know, and um, that was just. And, and so we're on the floor and, you know, everybody's there. And, you know, uh, George's wife was there and just everybody was there. And it was just like amazing to just be there to to witness the show with your compadres. I mean, when you go to a concert, you're there with people, obviously like minded people because you're all at the same show. But like to be there with that group of people. Was just so much fun and so. And just so amazing, you know, just to hang out with those those people that, you know, that have podcasts and love metal and and that are the people that you that you know from Twitter and the people that you've met in the in the community. And and so it's just it's just it was just amazing. And it's you know, I was telling Eric, I met Eric from A to Z. That was the first time that I had ever met him. And when we met, it was like we just picked up where we left off. It was like I had known the guy like I had been physically in the same room with him a million times
0: it's a beautiful community well i'd give anything to well first of all i don't have a uh, passport so i have to rectify that situation but uh man, you should always give have a anything. passport
1: in case you got to get out of the country fast
0: yeah tell me about it i really need to do that because <laughs> you're on on the run so what's the first priest record you actually bought
1: um i got um stained class beautiful and I'm trying to think i think that was the first one that i actually got um i had well, that- um i had sad wings on eight track
0: nice i remember eight tracks that's beautiful
1: yeah yeah, um, but I think um, Staying Class was the first album that I actually bought. I just, I love that era. That's my favorite era of Priest.
0: Oh, and even like when I was
1: prepping for this show, it was like, I haven't I haven't listened to a lot of the reunion stuff.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't really either, unfortunately. Like, I mean, I, I've listened to each reunion album numerous times, but I haven't really studied them. Yeah. I didn't grow up with them. You know, like the 70s stuff and the early 80s stuff I grew up with. And it was a formidable year, so I know it intimately. You know, the newer stuff, you you have life, job, kids, everything else. And,
1: and, you know, I feel like, and I was talking about this with somebody else, like when you reach for something, I don't tend to reach for angel retribution.
0: Yeah, I'm the same You know what I mean? When
1: you're like in the mood some priest you know it's like oh I feel like some British steel but you never I, I don't really go yeah I feel like some Notre Damas today uh,
3: firepower yeah, is the exception for me I'll <clears throat> I'll put on firepower because that, that I
1: do love I do love yeah. firepower yeah firepower is uh harkens back to old school exactly but yeah, yeah I mean I just I but 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 I would have to say that I listen to I mean firepower is the one that I listen to the most from the later years but it's not the one that I listen to the most. I always gravitate towards the other stuff.
0: Yeah, I reach for the 70s stuff um, most often, but the reunion era, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but the one I reach for most is Nostradamus. I love that record. I can't get I, enough of it.
1: I know a guy in Boston here who, its that's his favorite Priest album, is Nostradamus.
0: Wow kindred spirits right here he
1: absolutely and I, I think it's much maligned i mean i think it's a really great album you have to just be in the right headspace for it but there's some really great stuff on there and rob's rob sounds great
3: rob does sound great and you do have to be in the right headspace and you also have to have a week to listen to it
0: <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. I'm, I'm lucky i have a job where i drive around all day so I'm able to listen to the whole thing straight through, but yeah, it 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 you that you have to plan around it. You have to plan your day definitely if you want to sit and listen to Nostradamus. Yeah. So like rock opera. The the new singles off of Invincible Shield, what do you think of those?
1: I like them. Uh, there's definitely that retro. Uh, definitely um, going back to Painkiller. Um, I uh, Crown of Thorns has a very catchy chorus.
0: Yes, Crown of Horns
1: very, does have very, a uh, real catchy, catchy uh, uh, chorus. And, but I would, I would say that probably um, Panic Attack is the heaviest of the three. Right. You know, it's got um, a really good guitar. I mean, they all have good guitar solos. I mean, you know, Richie's no joke. But um, I think that Crown of Horns is probably the, I don't want to say the radio hit because that's probably not the right word, but, you know, the more... Um,
0: radio friendly
1: Radio friendly or more um, casual friendly Right You know, for somebody who's like, oh, Judas Priest, I remember them You know um, I think that that's, that's the song that they would gravitate to What I think is interesting about the three songs is they're, they're very different Yes Which tells you that, you know, this is going to be a varied album So it's interesting to see what the rest of the album is going to sound like
0: yeah, exactly. Because I, you
1: know when I, we first because you heard you heard the first song, you went, "Oh, this is definitely going to be, um, painkiller part two and you know that kind of stuff." And then you kind of go, "Oh, well, maybe not." You know, you listen to the other stuff and and you get and you get different vibes, which is good.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of variety. So I'm looking forward to when that's coming out. This, um, the crown of horns, I I like it. It's it's not my favorite. It just seems a little commercial to me it seems it is commercial it, you know it it reminds me of a bob halligan jr song you know like that uh, that Take guy that, uh, yeah like chains or you um uh, why my my mind go blank the, the one from defenders of the faith uh the single from that bob halligan wrote that and twist from uh uh halford he also yeah. wrote that and th- no this-
1: i mean it's it's i mean i think it's I mean they, they have they have that sort of I don't wanna say that pop sort of line or whatever, they have that pop gene in, in their system, you know. I mean we saw that with, you know, Turbo and Ram It Down, you know, they they have that vein in them.
0: You they know? do. And that that's what helps them stay relevant too. Yeah. Is because those songs are so radio friendly, um that you know, hopefully they will get played on the radio and attract more Priest fans. So I mean, right? Attract
1: people to listen to the entire album. I mean, that's kind of the hope, right? Is that they hear one song and they go, "Oh, all right, let me go check out the whole thing."
0: Exactly right. I like. Uh, I especially like the the lyrics in this song. Uh, musically, I'm the the solo is awesome. In the beginning of the song, um, when Richie has that that guitar intro, that Friggin' rocks that's really good but um the lyrics are really impactful i think yeah. on this one it's kind of a to me it reads like the crown of horns is the burden rob had to bear
1: absolutely you know, it is 100 percent. Uh, i think audio uh, autobiography autobiographical Say that
0: exactly exactly yeah. it's an no, autobiographical
1: that. song
0: about and there uh, is
1: some tinge of you know religion you know he's a he's a he's a faithful guy and you know there's always there's always a little bit of that in there you know his his um his faithfulness always comes through i think in a lot of the songs that he writes and
0: yeah definitely i mean throughout Priest's history right right there's right. always that religious exactly. overtone that yeah. religious element um not being overtly religious, but hinting to it, um, and especially, I think, uh, Invincible Shield has a lot of religious overtones, just by virtue of the name of the tracks right? Um, and the lyrics. Um, so, I, you know, the first three songs, I think two out of the th- three, the first three uh, singles released, I think two out of the three are highly religious. Um, so I don't know what that says about Invincible Shield about the entire record, but we'll see in two months. We shall. I mean, everything. not that no. not that it's a bad thing.
1: No, it's not. It's not. It, I mean, you you write about what you what you know and you know what you care about and and I mean anybody who knows Rob or follows him on social media knows knows his deal.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And he writes about it in in uh, his books. I mean, just the title "Biblical" right. of his last book says something right there. It's it's the raw Bible. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me, that went down the wrong tube. So, a thing we like to do here on the Priestcast is spin the
3: spinner. Spinner. The spinner.
0: Um, so we're gonna spin the spinner upcoming, and we're also going to uh, uh, debut. No, we debuted it last week. We it last we're week. gonna we're gonna continue on with our series tie to metalized. So we could both we could all look forward to that. Um, but I didn't want to skip over Jeff. Jeff, what's going on in your life,
3: man? Not much. I mean, we spoke a week ago, and nothing's happened since. It's been
0: quiet. This is a quick segment.
3: Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Done. (laughs)
0: All right. (laughs) Well, let's head on to the spinner. Uh, Last time, last episode, we spun the spinner, and the spinner spit out the year, ta-da, 1994. So we're each gonna pick a. Record, released in 1994 Discuss that record See what we think about it See if we're even familiar with them I know Jeff last week Pulled out a record from a band That watching and I had never and, and you had never heard of them So that <laughs> was gonna cool chance
3: you to listen to at least that one song, Jay?
0: I haven't gotten around to it, sorry
3: yeah, No worries
0: Yeah, I mean, after You know, all the effort We put it doesn't sound like it but <laughs> all the yeah. all the effort and research we put into the the podcast after we're done, I just need like to decompress for like a week. Yep. So I I don't really do anything. Um, I listen to books on tape after we record, just to get my yeah. mind. You out of
1: to, um, it. Have you listened to um, Geddy Lee's book?
0: I have not yet. You should. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I there are a lot I need to listen to. Uh, I I only listen to the ones that are free though. So
1: this was free on spotify if you have spotify spotify it was free yeah really
0: yeah oh that's where i listen to all my books and usually they have a little lock next to it meaning that you have to pay for it so
1: well do you have um do you have spotify premium or no
0: no no i just have regular cheap
1: free free
0: free spotify
1: i'll
0: definitely have to get into that
1: yeah, yeah, you definitely have to check it out. I went and saw him do his um, spoken word thing, and when we were there, they gave everybody a book. So I got I, – I, I listened, I ended up listening to it on um, audio tape, but I do have the actual hard copy book. He didn't sign them or anything, but we did get a free book. But the, it's wow. ex- it's very, very well done, very well done.
0: What are the highlights from it?
1: Well, you know, it's kind of a weird thing because one of the highlights is there's a whole chapter about his um, parents in the Holocaust. And I know it sounds like it's a bummer and it is a bummer uh, chapter in so many ways. But it was so I'm a big history buff and I'm I'm also um, half Jewish. And I had some family that just kind of disappeared and we don't really know whatever happened to them on my mother's side of the family. And so I found it so fascinating and so interesting to hear about him talking about, about their daily lives in the camps and the before and the after. And I just, I just thought that it was extremely interesting and it was very important. You know, when he says this, he's like, you know, a lot of people were like, don't, don't bring this up. And he's like, but it's part of my life and it's part of who I am as a person. And it's important that you understand that backstory.
0: Right. Wow. Talk,
1: you know, his father passed away and he talks about that. And and, um, you know, and obviously there's, there's stuff in there about, about Neil. Um, but I think, I think the takeaway is, um, they weren't as geeky as you thought they were, they were guys <laughs> like the having, having fun, getting high and drinking and, you know, they liked girls and, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just, just really, really well done. It wasn't, there was there wasn't it wasn't gossipy and, and and offensive or anything like that but he you know he talked he talked about the the behind the scenes things you know he was a little deprecating to Alex which I always thought was but I think it's <laughs> you know, cuz he's kind of the you know the goofball of the three and just right. it was just really really well done
0: and uh, Alex has been uh to a couple of the spoken word
1: yeah show the hours though
0: yeah that would have been awesome it would have but been. yeah, he has gone to a couple of them, which is great for the fans because you get to ask Alex questions as well, which is really cool. There,
1: in the audio, because Getty's reading the book, so the audio you're hearing Getty talk. Right. Um. There's parts where um he said, and I asked Alex, and then Alex tells you what he said. So there's a little bit of Alex does some cameos.
3: Oh, uh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I enjoy them so much, Alex and Getty. They're like, they're brothers. I mean, they call each other brothers. They're best yeah. friends. Yeah.
1: They're
0: yeah. brothers.
1: It's just, um, yeah. Their it's, relationships. It's, it's, it's amazing, you know, how, how close they are all these years.
0: Yeah, you'd think you'd get sick of someone after 50 years. But Jesus, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think they're even stronger friends.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that after Neil passed, they definitely closed in on each other, you know, and realized that, you know, this is precious and to enjoy every minute of it because you just don't know when it's going to end.
0: Exactly right. Yeah. Which is the same for a lot of these bands that we're discussing today. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, they're getting down there.
1: They are. They are. And, uh, you know, some do better at appreciating each other than others do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So um the interesting thing about rush uh I lost my train of thought so I'm going to have to cut this out but oh yeah I know the book sounds really interesting in the fact that when you think of rush and the way they come across uh, especially with neil being kind of reclusive kind of a nerd uh and, and the music is, is is really nerdy. So they come across as kind of a nerdy band, kind of not really party animals. Um,
1: they did a lot of drugs.
0: <laughs> See, you wouldn't, of drugs. <laughs> you wouldn't know that. They did a lot of drugs. You wouldn't know that. But then when you find that out, then you look back at the lyrics, you're thinking, oh, well, shit, that makes sense.
1: That's <laughs> favorite, one of my favorite... Uh, Song off my favorite 2012 was my favorite Rush album.
0: Oh, mine too, by far. Yeah, I love that record. That's one of my. It was 70s. Favorite.
1: I prefer 70s Rush.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. That that was their their best year, I think. Just like Priest, I think 70s Priest is the best. That was awesome. I'm definitely gonna have to check that book out. I'm a huge Rush fan. That sounds great. So anyway, uh, back to the spinner. I think that's Back what to we're 1994. doing. Back to 1994. Oh, we'll, let, we'll let Jeff go first. Jeff, All what right. you come up with? Uh, so
3: 1994 is an incredible year of uh, metal uh, for me, personally. Um, I, as I was going through this, I came up with a list of, like, I don't know, 20 albums that I, I was thinking of choosing. Megadeth's Euthanasia, Dio's Strange Highways overkill's wfo solitude of turnus electric wizards debut corrosion of conformity throughout deliverance which is an amazing album sabbath came back with cross purposes helmet released betty obituary did world demise my favorite obituary album slayer had divine intervention and this is heresy but that's my favorite slayer album um uh, and then so i narrowed it down to four uh Edge of Sanity's uh, Purgatory Afterglow, which is just a fantastic, fantastic guitar album. Dark Thrones' Transylvanian Hunger, which is a fundamental album in black metal. Amorphous, uh, Tales of a Thousand Lakes, which is is a brilliant album, but I ended up choosing the best Testament album, Low.
0: Nice, nice choice.
3: Yeah, and Low is... uh, Testament's an odd band to me. Uh, they're very consistent. They are a thoroughly good band, start to finish. But the early albums have they have not aged well. Um, and so, for me, the two Testament albums I keep on going back to are *The Ritual* and *Low*. And *Low*'s got uh, a song on it called *PC*, which kind of some summarizes the album. It's a very, uh, uh, I mean, it's damn the machine, the system's corrupted, abuse of power everywhere. Uh, just, and it's so angry, so ripping, and it's fast, and it's just a great song. And the entire album is great. Um, Trail of Tears, Hail Mary, Dogface Gods, the title track. Just an absolutely brilliant album. And the <clears throat> connection to um, Priest is that they've opened for them numerous times. they opened for them on the Painkiller Tour. Right. And they covered Tyrant. Oh.
1: And they did a good job on that, too.
3: They did a great job of it.
0: One yeah. of my favorite all-time pre-songs. Definitely in my top ten. Great song. And metal before it was metal, really. Yes.
2: Absolutely.
0: I mean, from Sad Wings of Destiny. You know, one of the first true metal albums of the time. And Tyrant is just heavy. So, I know, but we're talking about Testament right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, you had, what, like 20 bands to narrow it down from. So, yeah. 94 turned out to be a really good year.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I just had 1994 albums, I'd be set for a year of music.
0: He'd be happy. Yeah. And it'd be 1994, so there wouldn't <laughs> be all this bullshit. You could just sit and listen to music
2: <laughs> without <laughs> yeah. distraction. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right we're gonna let melissa go last so we can get every ounce of her knowledge on her pick um i'm gonna go with purple by stone temple pilots one of my favorite records of all time one of my favorite bands of all time stone temple pilots they formed in san diego in 1989 uh they were called mighty joe young at the time uh, purple is their second studio album of course you have scott wyland Dean DeLeo on guitar, Robert DeLeo on bass, Eric Kretz, banging the skins. So, like I said, this is one of my favorite records of all time. Um, one of my favorite bands. Scott Weiland, when he's on, has an incredible voice.
1: Yeah. When he's good, he's good.
0: When he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he is awful. It, not even singing, just kind of saying the words. Yeah. Um, I did see them once in Spokane uh, at a small club actually um, with Scott in, in the original lineup after he had left and then come ba- came back and they made that self-titled album. Um, one of the best shows I ever saw. He was on. The band was so tight. They were so on that night and it was a small venue. Maybe, I don't know, uh, 1,000, 1,200 people fit in there. Nice. So it was, it was beautiful. One of the best shows I've ever been to, like I said. Um, so Dean DeLeo, I love his style. He's not a shredder by any means. He he doesn't shred at all. It's not in his DNA. But he has such an interesting style. and makes such great sound. And the riffs that he comes up with are just incredible. I mean, I, I don't know how he does it. He makes him so interesting and like the riffs and and the rhythms kind of hook you in just as much as as the uh you know the hooks or the chorus or anything which i love about him uh robert DeLeo, solid bass player great backing vocals i mean the backing vocals he does the backing vocals exclusively and he has a great voice uh great bass player too comes up with some good stuff he He's like the brains behind the band, pretty much, Robert DeLeo. And Eric Kretz on drums has pretty much the most unique beats in rock and roll, I think. I mean, the beats that he comes up with are just so bizarre. And you think they don't fit the song, but they do. It's weird, the beats he comes up with. I love that. Uh, This record is kind of like a best of, in my opinion. I mean... Geez, Meat Plow, Vaseline, Loungefly, Interstate, Love Song, Silver Gun, Superman, Big Empty, Unglued Army Ants. I mean,
2: yeah, it's, it's just like all the hits.
0: It, it's a record full of hits. It just, I, this record always puts a smile on my face. I listen to it probably once a month, if not more. And I just have to sing along in my car at the top of my lungs. Always makes me happy. Always makes me Sing as bad as that is, you know, unless there's someone else in the car, which I will not put anybody through that <laughs> torturous thing. But uh yeah, purple STP, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite albums, and my pick from nineteen ninety-four. Good choice. Thank
3: you. So
1: thank you. I had a few options as well, but so I so actually-
3: hold on a sec. What's the uh priest connection there, Jay? Oh. Does STP have a priest connection to uh priest
0: fuck you see i <laughs> thought i'd get away with it <laughs> uh, 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 Damn. i <laughs> thought i was smooth man i was saying look at me it, hey if a listener knows a connection let me know i can't get away with shit with you man i was just gonna sail right on past. <laughs> i could not find a connection um don't worry they've, they've they've probably been um they
3: were on the same know, on festival and bill published. I'm sure they yeah. were
1: in the same room at some point.
0: Yes, same room, same continent, same festival, maybe on a different day. I don't know, asshole. But uh, <laughs> I could not, I could not find one. <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> Melissa, you're up. <laughs> so
1: um, I have a couple of different options as well. Um, I could have gone with. Um, Falls to Picasso, which was uh Bruce Dickinson's uh solo album, uh which is very good. Terrible album cover, absolutely terrible album cover. Uh but and again, I am gonna reiterate what you said about cross purposes because it is one of my favorite uh Sabbath albums, actually. I love that album. Yes. Tony Martin, I love, love, love that album. And anybody who poo-poos Tony Martin, go listen to this album.
3: You will no get. You will not get any to, uh, any anti Tony Martin sentiment for me. I love him. He's a he's a treasure. Though I love all his albums I no, except too. Forbidden. Yeah,
1: mm, Forbidden is yeah, but it. But I love Cross Purpose is one of is just one of my absolute favorite Sabbath albums in general. So and there's a connection there because of course uh, Rob uh, sang with Sabbath twice. Once uh, he covered for uh, Ronnie James Dio.
3: I was at that concert. Were you? Was it Costa Mesa? Yeah, the Pacific Amphitheater in Costa Mesa. Yeah. It was the uh, first time I heard Sepultura. They were the very opening act. Then on came uh, Sabbath with Halford singing. Then Ozzy did a solo set. And then there was a four or five song uh, Sabbath reunion set.
1: Yeah, and Dio was like, um, I'm going to tap out of this. Yeah, I guess probably a good it, idea. Yeah, they did two shows. Yep. That night and another night, and then and, and then of course and everybody kind of knows the story that he covered for Ozzy and I think it was 2004 Ozfest in New Jersey because uh, Ozzy had bronchitis, right? And he got up and uh and covered for him as well. So that's the connection for that. But that's not the even the albums I picked. I picked <laughs> I picked Mutations, which is a live album from Fight.
0: Oh man, beautiful, beautiful.
1: Um. Russ Parrish on, uh, on guitar, uh, Satchel. Uh, wh- wh- which one of you went to high school with him?
0: That'd be me. They did. Yep, went to high school with him. Is really he from- nice guy, just is he really from serious.
1: Idaho? Is he from Idaho?
0: No, I lived... He went to uh, high school in Fresno,
1: oh, okay. California.
0: He's uh He was from Redwood City, California, which is way north. I
1: know what Redwood um, City is. I used to have some friends that lived out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, then he went uh Moved to Fresno, went to high school at uh, Clovis West High School in Fresno, or Clovis, I guess. But yeah, I I totally ran in different circles than him. Um, I knew him just in passing, hung out with him on a couple occasions, um, but he was a lot more serious guy and more but you know more together than I was at the time. I was just a a stone. And, now, pot and
1: now look at them, not so serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, who'd have thought? Who'd
1: have thought? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm. I don't dislike Steel Panther. Um, I've seen them. I think they're fun. I get the joke. If you get the joke, you enjoy it. Um, but I do kind of think it's kind of a waste of talent in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, I th- I thought that too. Um. At times, but it makes him happy. It's what he. Oh wants no! Listen, to do.
1: he's happy, and I get it. He's 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 happy. He he also played guitar on um, uh when um Corey Taylor sang uh Rainbow in the Dark on the Dio tribute album. That's Russ again. Russ playing guitar on that song. Uh, so very talented guy, and I loved Fight because they were heavy.
0: Very. Oh yeah. Totally heavy. They
1: were really heavy, and um, I really enjoyed them. So I, so I, and obviously I don't have to explain the connection because I, it's you know fight. So everybody knows the connection. So yes.
3: Thought,
1: so that was my. Yeah, pick.
3: Scott Travis. That's the connection.
1: <laughs> that is that is the connection.
3: <laughs> Many
0: connections there. There's
1: a, there's a couple of connections to uh to fight. Yeah.
0: Have you ever you ever seen them?
1: I did. I saw them. Uh yeah, and they're and they're just they're just they're great. They were just, they were just great. And and I just, you know, Priest in the late 80s kind of got a little on the poppier side, you know, we kind of oh, got yeah. down that road. So it was so nice to see, I mean, although, I mean, Painkiller came out in 1990 and they, they got back to form, but it was really, really nice to see um, Rob front, uh, like a heavier band. I wish that they had, um, they had continued.
0: Yeah, I mean but the the Halford stuff too.
1: Oh yeah, um, I Very
0: kind true. of put it in the same vein.
1: It is. It is. It is it's sort of Fight Part 2, I guess you could say.
0: Right. Ooh. Yeah, so in in a sense it did continue just a little different. A little bit of a different form.
1: Yeah, and I saw them as well. I saw them with Iron Maiden. I saw them at a club by themselves and then I saw I saw them with Maiden in Queensryche. Reich.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a bill yeah. right there.
1: Well, Yeah, that was good. So that's my 1994 pick.
0: Yeah, and that that reminded me just what you said, that that bill there. I've always been curious, Melissa, if you had like a dream bill of three bands, be them together still or apart now or or anything, any three bands to be on a bill?
1: If I could have like... Judas Priest with Les Binks on drums.
2: Ooh,
1: nice. (laughs) And Black Sabbath, Dio, fronted Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules, uh, song list, uh, set list, and then um, Maiden. And I think I would probably go with either World Slavery or Power, or uh, either World Slavery was a Power Slave tour. Or, right. um, or I would go peace of mind tour maybe because I really like that tour as well. And that's my favorite, um, Iron Maiden album, but yeah, I would say like priest, Sabbath, maiden in any order. I don't care who goes on first, I'm there for everybody.
0: <laughs> that's like a bill made in heaven,
1: it is, yeah. It I think is. I, mean- I have
3: to put uh, Sabbath in the middle in between priest and maiden just to break up. The Nawabomness.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think Maiden would probably have to go last just because they have the largest stage su- stage show. So like it's gonna be like a world slavery. It's gonna be like there's a lot setting up to do. Yeah. So they kind of have to, you know. Um, although, I mean, I saw I saw the the Rush um, R forty tour. You know, their last tour, Clockwork right. Angels. You know, and they did the backwards, and it was that was just so amazing and it was so clever the way that it was done um to just kind of go backwards in their career and the set changed based on the tour and it just dwindled down till they're playing you know working man and there's just like a backdrop
0: wow that's That's one band i wish i'd seen live is rush never seen them live and working man is probably a top three rush song for me yeah me too oh man That'd yeah. Be incredible. yeah,
1: I mean, I, I've seen them many times, but I, I just um, that tour was just so amazing. And it just it was so well done. It was so clever the way they thought about t- doing a career retrospective, but doing it the opposite way.
0: That is awesome. Just pe- peeling away layers and layers and layers until you're 1974 and naked. Yeah, you know, just sitting exactly. out there.
1: You just, you know, high school kids, you know. Yeah backdrop and that's it yeah so that was that's incredible was
0: which is another reason why i want to read that getty lee book now you've gotten me totally interested <laughs> so that's awesome read
1: it and then we will discuss
0: yeah definitely
1: we'll have, a yeah. Book club meeting. we'll have a book club <laughs> meeting
0: <laughs> we'll be the rush cast
1: yes
0: <laughs> so rush has been around for 50 years much like priest Um, They've both been around for five decades, Um, and in those five decades, well, probably since the beginning of time, there are a variety of social issues that people have been forced to deal with whether they wanted to or not, and it seems as though there are certain issues that never really get resolved, and there's little hope that they ever will get resolved. So. You know, it looks like it will always be the same. Um, You'll always have evil dictators. You'll always have racism, religious zealotry, the squashing of civil rights, poverty, climate concerns, civil disobedience. You'll have war and the military industrial complex. So just like the people of the world, the priests have experienced these issues as well throughout their 50 years of metal so today we're going to continue our series tie to metalized 50 years of heavy metal by exploring some of these issues through priest style heavy metal so what we did is we each took an issue and associated a song from each priest era that somewhat tackles that issue or refers to that issue or takes on that issue so, Rob's lyrics often hit on social issues and social commentary. Um, more often than not, he puts a positive spin or a resolution to those problems and to certain issues. So, let's pick a social topic and we'll take a ride through 50 years of pre-style heavy metal for our second installment of Tidyized to Metalized. So, we each picked an issue. So I think we'll let our guests go first. Uh, Melissa, what issue did you come up with?
1: So I picked um, social disobedience and LGBTQ issue, just social issues in general, society and that kind of, and um, the woes of society: the good, the bad, the ugly.
0: Important issues that'll always come up. Yes. And hopefully, sometime get resolved, but. Yeah don't have high cases, hopes. They've,
1: moved, they've moved the needle forward but it's not where it needs to be but it's gotten better than it was
0: exactly so what we've done is we've broken down priest uh the 50 years we've broken down broken it them down into uh four different eras so we have the 70s era we have the 80s era and that includes painkiller because Rob left right after painkiller so we'll include painkiller in with the 80s era. Uh, then we have the breakup era, which is um, the original priest breaking up. We have the Ripper records. We have the Halford. We have Fight. We have Two. And we have the uh, Glenn Tipton record, Baptism of Fire, I believe it's called. And then, of course, we have the reunion era. So 50 years, four different eras. And um so we're going to tackle some issues that have been around during those 50 years. So, Melissa, the first category is the 70s. What did you come up with for the 70s? So I,
1: have, I have two. So the first one, kind of obvious, I guess, I picked Jawbreaker, which is a song that we all know what it's about now. But let's face it, we didn't know what it was about back then.
0: Right. That that, that I, I love that song, although it is kind of in the 80s, though unfortunately. Jawbreaker. Yeah, oh, defenders was... the defenders of the faith.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: That's all right. Use it for the 80s. You said you had two, so we could. I do have a
1: a, I have a bunch. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well,
0: well my, we know my what next, the 80s pick's going to be.
1: My, my next <laughs> my next one then, it's sort of on the line as of. Because I was going to pick something, but then I knew one of you guys was doing war, so I was like, I can't pick that one. So I had a little bit of a hard time with this. So I actually went with the song Killing Machine.
0: Beautiful. Because
1: were- it is about the being on the outside of society, being on the fringe of society, and maybe being unsavory to society.
0: Right, no, that's an excellent pick. And actually you were on, uh, the last time you were on Priestcast, you did that song with George and Hattie. We, yeah,
1: we did. Uh, yeah, we did.
0: People should definitely dig into um, the cast with George and Hattie before we took it over and check out that issue, that uh, episode with Melissa. That was a killer episode.
1: Thank you very much. I was also on his very first iteration of Judas Priestcast, Metal Gods. Oh, right. My least favorite song.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So Killing Machine. Killing Machine. Yeah. That goes through a lot of social issues there for sure. So 80s, you got Jawbreaker.
1: Well, no, I'm going to get some, I got something different.
0: Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do.
1: Okay. Do you want me prompt. Do do? I probably can't even read my own writing. That's the problem is I don't even know where I am.
0: Yeah, me either. i <laughs> here. Uh, you're in Barsh
1: you Are we going? You want me to do all mine, seventies, eighties, and? Yep. Or, oh, Okay. All right. I wasn't sure if we were doing a round robin. Okay. So for the eighties, I actually picked Electric Eye. Beautiful. Because you know when that song came out, this was before you had a situation where now if you run a red light, you'll get a letter in the mail. Right. Yep. You run a red light. Um, you get the body cams on the police, which I am a fan of, actually, which I, I believe in, um, to kind of keep them in check. Um, but, every you know, everybody's got their phone out. You know, I work at a grocery store, and um, it's amazing to me, people just pulling their phones out to take pictures of, you know, somebody's unruly kid, or Somebody's been in the bathroom too long. I mean, it's just it's insane. It's it's gotten to it's gotten absolutely ridiculous about, um, you know, filming people to some degree. You know what I mean? So Electric Eye is really like a, um, a window into the future.
0: Exactly Good. right. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. You can't get away with anything right now. I know uh, my wife watches a lot. Well, I have to watch them with her, but watches a lot of those crime shows. Uh, on id and all that well, my mom loves those. yeah yeah there's uh the body cam show and then there's the i forget what it's called but basically someone uh, commits a crime and then they follow them through cctv you know the through a, a you know a house a convenience store just seeing them going down the streets step by step <laughs> i mean you can't hide from anything anymore
1: no i mean we had um you know because we're because we're a, a food store we have you know you get you get rodents right because they like to eat they get hungry don't and so re, so mice like bread breaking news everybody mice <laughs> like bread <laughs> yeah. so you know we have to we have to be careful we have to you know have traps and we have to be careful of that the mice don't get in to eat the bread but people will see mice like outside like out in the parking lot or whatever and this woman actually filmed a mouse like climbing up the side of the building just you know just climbing up the side of the but had to bring it in to show me that she saw the mouse climbing up the side of the building
0: oh god
1: I mean, that's that's you where know we are with uh a, a,
0: a mouse, mouse being a, a mouse being a mouse.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: in the other park, thing you is, you
1: know, it's it's cold. It's cold here, and you know they want to get warm. You know, and so we, you know, we have to be careful. They try to come in to, to get warm. I mean, it's just, it's not about being dirty. It's just about, you know, I mean, it's are just life. trying to survive. But it's but it's funny how people will just take take photographs. I mean, take yeah. you know, photographs or take video of that. And I see that I'm, I see that on public transportation, people, you know. Taking video of people on the subway and, you know, some guy sleeping on the subway or whatever. It's like, leave the guy alone, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could be you, buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he misses his stop. He'll be fine.
0: <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so awesome. We got, uh, oh, I should be writing these down so we could make a set list. Uh, so we had Killing Machine and Electric Eye. So the breakup series.
1: So the breakup series, so I had a little bit of a hard time with this, so I actually pulled a mulligan, and I you might not, you might have to just pick a song off of this because I don't, but I'll give you my explanation, I guess. So I actually picked the album Voyeurs by Two.
0: Oh, wow, interesting.
1: And I picked this album because I thought that, it's kind of Rob's coming out album.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, it's way different than anything that we had heard him do, right? It's completely, completely different than anything that we had ever heard him do. And it's sort of like, I felt like it was him kind of being comfortable with himself and sort of maybe testing the waters because he comes out right. And, and as A lot of people know that he famously was in the um, gay pride parade in uh, New York City, which is pretty much swinging that closet door wide open. Right. And I think that it was kind of like he was waiting to see if he was going to be accepted by the community. And he just kind of figured, I'll just throw it all out there. You know what I mean? I'll just I'll put out I'll put this album out that's nothing like they expect from me and just i'm just gonna do a complete 360 and sort of see how it goes and in in the industrial community industrial music community tends to be a little bit more accepting of um gender fluidity and and uh, sexual orientation and that kind of stuff so i think he felt kind of more comfortable in that whole goth industrial sort of scene than maybe he did um, initially coming out into the metal community. Uh, it's a weird album. I like some industrial stuff. I don't necessarily love this album. I can appreciate it for what it is. John Five is on it. He's a great guitarist. Right. But it's, I mean, it's really out there for me. It's really, really different than anything that you see um, that you've seen Rob do before or since.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting album, and in John Five kicks ass of course he's with motley crew now but um it's really a, a coming out party and it, it i think it's 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 what made him feel comfortable uh with himself and that's
1: I, that's where I, that's so that's why i picked it so i don't know if that's even like oh you could pick an entire album but um, well we
3: can pick the song gimp as definitely him feeling himself in that neighborhood in that freedom of his sexuality. I mean, Gimp is just an explicit statement of it.
1: Yeah. We can that's take good, that song off
3: and put it on the playlist.
1: That's a good choice. There you go.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I mean, we can talk for hours about that album and, and Rob at that time. But uh, we'll leave that for another day. That's an excellent pick. And we'll just go with Gimp from the album, too. There you go. So the reunion era. So
1: the reunion um, there's a lot of different options I had, but I actually went with one that I thought sort of comes full circle for the for Rob, everything that he's been through in his life, not just coming out as a gay man, but let's remember that he's sober now, and he's been sober for like 30 years, 35 years, something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, th- 38 years or 38 something, years, I think.
1: 38 years, that's what it is. So this is not just about somebody who's um, who's being honest about his sexuality. This is somebody who's Um, dealt with addiction issues and overcome addiction issues. And I went with hell and back because it's everything that he's gone through in his life. He's put it all out there. He's come full circle. He's back with the priest guys and they're, you know, they're back making, making the metal. And I just feel like it's a full circle song. So I don't know that it's, I mean, it's social, it's social in the sense that it's him. Now what you get with Rob, and you see it on social media, is Rob just is Rob. He's very comfortable in his own skin now. He's yes. very comfortable talking about the fact that he's been sober for all these years, uh, about his sexuality, about uh, dressing the way he wants to and just being himself and and very comfortable in his own skin and about how you can, no matter how long it takes, no matter how old you are, you can always you could always get to that point where you can you can get comfortable with yourself and find out that people are going to be cool about it because I think the really great thing is that there's been some meatheads, but for the most part the metal community community went, oh you're gay, cool, whatever. We still love you. You're still the metal god.
0: Yep. exactly, and it was really no secret, but
1: no, it was like an open secret, you know.
0: Yeah, but it, it was killing him inside. Right. Not being himself, he he was protecting the band, you know, in the early years mm-hmm. um just because what we're talking about, social issues that he he thought that uh, if he came out, it would destroy the band exactly. Um,
1: and that's what and that's what really, you know, fueled the the alcohol and drug abuse was just the unhappiness and this the sadness and the loneliness,
0: yeah, exactly. Like here come the tears is a perfect example. yeah off of sin after sin. I mean, that, every time I hear that song it just brings tears to your eyes because you you can feel and the the de, the delivery uh in that song uh, you could feel the hurt and the pain and the passion um, when he delivers those lines and then Glenn kind of has that weeping guitar solo where it, it, it's almost like he's crying along with yeah. with Rob yeah so and also um the new single Crown of horns. Has a lot to do with that. subject yeah, as I kind of
1: well. I I I I was gonna pick that, and then I was like, yeah, I won't go with the, the super new stuff.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Helen Back is an excellent pick. It kind of encapsulates everything that he's been through.
1: Yeah, it's like a to, the wrap up of everything, sort of. Pump exactly.
0: Up. Well, those are some great picks, some unexpected picks, some deep cuts, really voyeurs. Um, that I, I was totally not expecting that. But then when you look at the subject matter we're dealing with it makes perfect sense yeah so that's brilliant good that's why we have you on. i was concerned <laughs> i was
1: like
0: uh <laughs> you never need to be concerned with us i mean look at us <laughs> we're just a, a bunch of idiots uh so i guess i'll go next i i have war so war has been a part of life from pretty much the beginning of time um it'll continue to be part of life as long as we live unfortunately and of course there have been significant wars during the 50 years priest has been making music and of course war affects every person on earth in one way or another it's unavoidable and war is also a very metal subject yeah i mean think war pigs and half a geezer's lyrics in the early days of sabbath i mean have to do with war of course maiden um has, a has built an
1: songs. entire career on war
0: it, that's exactly where I was going next. Sabaton, oh, they're, sorry. They're, no, that's perfect. We're on the, we're on the same page. Their entire catalog is about war, um, and the list goes on and on. I mean, metal and war go together. It's easy to write about. It's an unfortunate reality of society. Um, so there's a lot of wars fought because of religion, uh, religious ideologies course priest has a lot of religious overtones um within the context of music and lyrics um throughout all the eras but especially in the 70s and the reunion eras there's a lot of war stuff (coughs) in in those eras but there's not a, a whole lot of war songs so when i picked war i thought it'd be a grand slam i thought it'd be easy um but actually, when you go through priests, there are, are a lot of social issues that are talked about, but war doesn't seem to be one of them, which is interesting yeah. for a metal band because, you know, priest is metal and war is so metal. Um, but my subject is war and in the 70s era, and what I picked is Dying to Meet You.
1: Oh, good one. Yeah.
0: That's off of Rockarola, 1974. Um, Halford and Downing wrote that one. This song, it was pretty much written during the time the Vietnam War was winding down. Uh, To me, this song's about a soldier kind of being helicoptered into a battlefield that he's already fought on. So he's going in for a second tour or he's going in another day after having a break or whatever. Um, He's already fought in this battle he's already been on that battlefield and he feels like pretty much he's just a pawn in chess being led into battle again and watching his friends die or watching him break down mentally he's witnessing the tragedies of war firsthand um, then when he returns home from war he's given a medal and called a hero by his government But he's called a rapist and a murderer by the public. So, I mean, that was horrible, the way they treated the soldiers. So he's kind of having trouble rectifying that internally. I mean, being a hero or being a rapist or so-called, you know, in a murderer, I mean, that's got to wreak havoc on your brain. It's really fucking with his mind. Um the lyrics are powerful extremely well written by rob i think yes. he's in his early 20s when he wrote these um when he wrote these lyrics it's amazing uh, rob's vocal performance i think is one of his best off of rockarola um he uses just about every range throughout the song it's fucking fantastic musically it's fantastic Uh, Of course, the first part's like a beautiful ballad, a lot of emotion. The second part is pretty much a rocker um, with an epic KK solo. And you know, I love me a good KK solo. And he really, uh, really loves, his biggest inspiration um, was Hendrix. So he really channels his his love of Hendrix through the solo on the, the second part of the song hero hero it's really hendrick sounding i think that's kind of the most hendrick sounding uh solo that uh, kk has done so it, it's my favorite song off rock and roll it's probably a top five song for me from priest love that song love the passion love the good lyrics choice. love everything about it very good choice thanks so 80s um war i have some heads are gonna roll from defenders of the faith in 1984. now it's the first single from defenders and of course it's a bob halligan jr joint just like uh he did chains he did uh this song kind of a hit single type deal Uh, to me this song is about powerful leaders leading men to war power mad freaks who are ruling the earth can't keep shit under control so subsequently soldiers heads are gonna roll know what it's like to be taken for granted there goes your life it's so underhanded again the soldiers are all pawns in chess again power mad freaks leading people into battle under false pretenses um you know be it patriotism be it the military industrial complex religion or just ego or thirst for power just all the soldiers are just pawns in chess um so it's a typical bob halligan jr song just like chains from screaming very radio friendly and somewhat commercial um i think well i know defenders is one of my favorite albums And I think this is kind of the weakest song on Defenders. Unfortunately, I I like the song Chains a lot better. Um, But some heads are gonna roll.
1: Some heads are gonna. I like that song.
0: Yeah, it's it's very catchy.
1: Good live. Good live.
0: Oh yeah. Well, everything's always better live. Everything's better live. For the most part. So the breakup series for war, I have nailed to the gun from fight.
1: Ah, another fight. Good.
0: Yeah. So of course fight. the uh, the album is called War of Words. So that helped quite a bit. Um, so this song isn't really about an external military war. It's kind of about a war within one's mind, fed by one circumstance and of course, being fed propaganda. The war for the minds of the easily impressionable youth or the marginalized, the war with mental illness uh, for all age groups, Uh, degenerating children with an opiate bullet, poison flows from the words out on the street, trapped inside the home that has become a prison. I mean, those lyrics are so powerful. And of course back then it made so much sense because a lot of that stuff was going on you have youth being abused at home being bullied at school being bullied on the streets being drugged up by doctors
3: Um,
0: and some turn to violence especially gun violence a lot of the school shootings um, that were really prevalent started in the 90s and continue on today and a lot of it is is from mental issues inside one's brain brought on by society and the ills of society um you know with with being doped up being bullied um you know trouble at home so it it kind of nailed to the gun is kind of a, a war within one's mind that unfortunately leads to violence so nailed to the gun
1: good choice
0: Thank you. Thank you. Deep cut. It is a deep cut. I love that. It's a great album. We've discussed that album. It's a beautiful album. So we're on to Reunion Era. Uh, Never the Heroes from Firepower 2018.
1: You got to go with that one.
0: That was an easy choice. That was a slam dunk. Uh, It's a tribute to soldiers pretty much and highlights their struggles The song has a full array of emotions you feel for the soldiers who had no choice but to fight. Um, Again, the soldiers are pawns in chess. So anger has. Was put in their voice. Uh, I love the line. We're on fire, but on a leash. We only ever wanted peace. So impactful, so powerful. So leaders fill the soldiers' minds, um, that they're righteous in their fight, yet they're on a leash and they can get fucked if they make a mistake in the heat of battle, which is unfortunate. Uh, again, the song speaks for the soldiers and it kind of humanizes them to people. It, It doesn't glorify war, but salutes the soldiers. Musically, the cool guitar buildup and the sort of Miami Vice drum roll <laughs> type. I don't know how else to describe it, but the kind of Miami Vice drum roll. It is. Then you get the, the crunchy riff really kicks in very hooky chorus, very hooky chorus. Yes, it is.
2: Um,
0: you cannot mistake it to be any other band than Priest. It just oozes Priest sound all over it. Um, has the definitely the reunion sound for sure so it's not my favorite song but off of firepower but it's real important and real poignant and something that really goes with um that what we're talking about
1: absolutely perfect
0: awesome thanks i think we're coming up with an awesome set list and some really good ideas and some really poignant ideas so jeff
3: Yes, sir.
1: You still with us?
3: Yep. So, uh, I've been... One of my songs is duplicated, and so I'm trying to... I was trying to figure out something to replace it, but whatever, I can't. Couldn't find anything in short notice. All right, so, my subject was authoritarianism. I thought this would be quite an easy subject because Rob does rail against it. uh, in interviews and whatnot so i chose uh for the 70s era i chose tyrant we've already discussed oh, yeah. this song a little bit already and it is nice. just an obvious one to go to but it was so obvious i couldn't not choose it um, exactly yeah Tizai, the commander whose grip controls you uh starts off that's it that's the first line bang where you know what we're talking about um, <laughs> yeah Mourn for us, oppressed in fear. Uh, chained and shackled, we are bound. Freedom choked. You know, it's... This is saying, leave me the fuck alone. Don't don't tell me how to do. Right? How to, how to do my life. So, Tyrant, thought it was a brilliant... Uh, and it's... Like, it's it's off of uh, Sad Wings? Or Sin yes. of Sin? Sad Wings of yeah. Destiny. Sad Wings, right. So this is... I think we said it earlier it's one of the first actual priests putting its stamp on metal and not just putting its stamp but like putting a guidepost there for later bands to follow yeah uh oh, testament totally did cover it so uh, it has had a lasting effect
0: and yeah, it's way before it's time yeah <clears throat> as far as metal back then i mean there's a lot of songs that you could say that about but that's as far as Priest goes, I mean, what a banger! Yeah, one of their
1: early, one of their early heavier songs.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Awesome pick.
3: Mm-hmm. Then for the eighties, Melissa stole mine. Sorry, I chose Electric Eye as well. <laughs> so what we'll do on the set list is put in her first choice of Jawbreaker.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: perfect! <laughs> she
1: can't read her own handwriting, and she doesn't know what era she's looking at.
3: <laughs> well, we're still in the eighties, so we're good. Um, you know, I'm electric, electric, eye or electric spy. My, uh, tearless retina takes, uh, pictures that can prove everything Melissa said in her, uh, discussion about it holds true. This is a way for government to overreach, to, um, To hit at marginalized communities. It, it's not a secret that uh, the most heavily um, monitored areas are black communities, gay communities, whatnot. So uh, I just think it's it was prescient back then, and it still holds true. And everything Melissa said just holds, holds fine. So I'm not going to kill this point. And I'll Perfect. go on to the 90s. Great pick. Yeah. The 90s. Went back to war words with the title track. Um, nice.
0: Yeah, perfect.
3: Yeah. Starts off with First Amendment, uh, which kind of odd for a British musician to be going for. But hey, we'll take it. First Amendment. In Arizona. Uh, yeah,
1: Arizona.
3: Yeah. True. <laughs> um, so it's a uh, uh, great lyrics from the song. Speak out against prejudicial, extinguish ignorance, uh, disarm the bigotry with talk, talk, uh, object with anger. Eat the law, just uh, the War Words album is a continuous go back for me. Uh, it's me it is heavy. It is different from Priest, but it is still it still is Rob Halford. Um, and as Melissa said, I wish they would continue on. You said Halford was the continuation. He was back going back to traditional metal. Um, yeah, Priest or a uh, fight was much more of a Groove metal, attack, angry thrash. Um, so I kind of would have liked to see fight continue. I am happy he went back to priest, and I do actually adore, adore the Halford albums. So uh, well, that was my choice. You,
0: yeah, when you put it that way, I totally see the difference in in music and in theory
3: yeah. between
0: the fight and the Halford. So yeah, well said.
3: Yeah. And then I this is going to be a stretch. I mean, this is a real big stretch for the reunion era I chose Spectre off of Firepower perfect. Now I know Spectre is about the Bond villain but we had a Bond villain as fucking president 3 years ago so um you know above the law and reckless mutating day by day invisible and silent conspiracy to get power
1: I think that and, that's I think that's perfect I think yeah, it's, yeah.
3: Those are my choices. Uh, Spectre, I think, was the biggest stretch. But it, it if you just twist it thinking a little bit, it fits perfectly.
1: It's not really a stretch because the whole thing about art in general, whether it's music or movies or whatever, is it a kind of mirroring life. It's commentary on, on what's going on in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well said. It's not a stretch at all. And, of course, a lot of art is how you interpret it and what the lyrics mean to you. So, I mean, you you can't really have anything be a stretch. No, those are great picks. I think everyone had some really good picks, and I think it made a really good set list. We start out with Killing Machine, go into, we're going to deviate a little and go into Jawbreaker for this one. (laughs) And then uh, the Voyeur's album by two, we're going to pick GIMP. Which was a great suggestion Jeff We'll okay. pick Gimp from 2 We'll go Helen Back Which is a great Great pick and a great song uh, Dying to Meet You From Rockarola Some heads are going to roll We'll go Nailed to the gun Then uh, slow it down a little Little mid-tempo Never the heroes Then we'll get it back up with Tyrant Keep it up with Electric Guy. We'll go to the title track of the fight record, War of Words. And we'll close out with Spectre.
3: I think that is a... That's great. That is awesome.
1: You're going to send me that list so I can make a playlist on Spotify.
3: I was just about to ask the same thing. We need to get that list together and actually put up a Spotify uh, playlist and, and send that out on our Twitters.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: we do. We do. Yeah. Because it, we have three-
1: Last week and this week
0: right yeah we have three set lists we actually have one right. from from every episode so that's a damn good idea i wish i was as smart as you guys but uh yeah no, i think that would go well but a little uh priest cast spotify set list and the little uh twitter set list no that'd be cool gonna have to work on that i'm not very good with computers as you know it's gonna take all my time and energy just to try to edit this
1: <laughs> you both. You
0: both. <laughs> so that was great i think we went but through. if you
1: send me you send me the list because i have spotify premium so if you send me the list i'll make the the, the playlist
0: oh, okay yeah cool i'll send you all three lists yeah that'd be awesome um yeah that sounds cool that sounds like a great idea and they're all really good set lists too i mean there are a couple clunkers but uh, you know there are clunkers everywhere but for the most part yeah that's a beautiful set list that's awesome all right i think we went through a lot of important social issues i think we had a important discussion and we got to bring those issues to light through the beautiful music of priest that was fun i'm glad we did this me too yeah that's our second installment of the series tie to metalize that we'll uh, go back to every once in a while and have some killer set lists. We'll put those set lists out or Melissa will. So thanks for volunteering. Now, now it's all you. It's all, me. <laughs> all right. So one thing we uh, like to do every week or every episode is the spinner. And we had a Awesome Spinner uh, segment today. We had uh, some killer albums released in 1994. So for next episode, we're going to spin the Spinner and see what year comes out and see what albums we're going to discuss from this year. So the Spinner has years between 1974, which is when roll came out, up to present. Invincible Shield. It isn't out yet, but it will be. So we're going to spin the spinner, see what it says. Spinner Rider, years spin round my phone. Whoa! 2010. So, Melissa, this has been awesome.
1: Yes, it has. And I thank you so much for um, inviting me.
0: I oh, really thanks for appreciate. coming on. And on short notice, I think we only gave you a week and then we gave a pretty complicated <laughs> homework assignment, which you pulled off flawlessly.
1: Well, I went off flawlessly since um, I, wrote the, I had all those different uh, eras and I can't read my own handwriting.
0: Oh, that's all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot. You know, uh, 2010 was, eh, let's see, we got... Uh, deftones my chemical romance lincoln park
0: a lot of possibilities yeah we'll have to that's dig sour. in I, i'm sure jeff will come up with some
3: obscure doom band Place of skulls released album in, in 2010 there we go <laughs> there you go and that's it your work is done <laughs> yeah.
0: boy that was easy <laughs> So Melissa, man, it's been great. I enjoy all your stories.
1: Well,
2: Every you
0: time so you're on a, a podcast, um, I, I listen religiously because you you just crack oh, me up.
1: I appreciate that. I um, I'm so proud of you guys. You're doing a great job with this show. Um, you're certainly more thoughtful and uh, you and more um, organized than I am. <laughs> he, he sends me this like, okay, this is the agenda, and I'm like, really, <laughs> I'm like.
2: Yeah, I think it's
1: funny. Hey, you gonna, I, you know, I said to Greg, you know, you're gonna come on the show and talk about extreme metal, and that was it. <laughs> <I> was like,
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd like to be more we'll that it way. Out. I'd like to be more that way. I mean, starting the, the whole podcast just stressed me out coming up with new ideas and different things to do. But, you know, the more I do it, the more I see how much work it is and i it just is, want
1: to kind is. of
0: fly by the seat of my pants yeah
1: you know it's, i i i haven't put an episode out for like a couple of months because i've been it's been a lot going on and i've been i was sick and i didn't have a voice for a while and i just did this episode and now i'm like i've got to edit it and i was like and i was just i was talking to um jonathan from a to z and i was just like now i remember how much i hate editing <laughs>
0: yeah
1: absolutely hate editing
0: well i've only edited two episodes in my whole life and it's pretty obvious actually the last episode we did with uh, future squash he edited
1: yeah this thing. this this week's guest isn't going to offer that
0: no no i wasn't i wasn't implying <laughs> i mean i was kind of hoping she,
1: she's not yeah, but... <laughs> even like looking forward to that either yeah editing yeah. is kind of the kind of not the fun not the fun part of um of podcasting but talking yeah. to people is and talking to you guys has been absolutely a treat what other way would I like to spend my Saturday night?
0: Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. And we, and we love you. We're definitely going to have you on again. And we'll we'll go through a lot uh, a lot more stories and you're going to see priest.
1: I am. Uh in April. April.
0: April, April? definitely. We'll have, to, yeah, April. we'll have to we'll have to get a rundown.
1: You guys are going to you guys are going as well, right?
0: Uh nope, they're not coming anywhere near either one of our places. Um, oh. we don't really have the, see
1: that's why you travel yeah i wish
0: see, this I this is could. why
1: i travel like bruce dickinson isn't coming to me so i'm gonna go to him
0: yeah i wish i wish i could do that that would be that would be spectacular yeah they'll uh they'll get some uh they'll more swing deals. around yeah know, they'll, they'll come you know, to the they'll pacific have a second northwest second and the, and the, you know i
1: was i i missed seeing priest uh one time because I don't know if you guys heard the story about when um, they were going to play here in the Boston area and the the show was canceled at 5 o'clock in the evening because Rob was, and I was at the venue. I was waiting to meet up with my friend and I was at the venue, and it was so weird because I'm at this venue at 6 o'clock at night and I'm like, God, there's nobody here, whatever. And There's all (laughs) this security, and they're like, what are you doing here? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're just like, yeah, the show was canceled an hour ago. And I was on a train. I had taken the commuter rail to meet up my with my friend to go to the show, and I had no idea. And then I text my friend. He's like, "Oh shit! I'm, I'm riding. I'm on my way na- there now." And yeah, it was crazy. Um, and then I did get to see them. They came back around afterwards, but um, but yeah, we missed. I missed that show.
0: You have a million show stories. I'm sure we'll have to get into some more of them next time we have you on. We'll have to get the rundown for. Uh- the pre-show i mean this may be their last tour you never know that's
1: time. That, you just time doesn't wait for anybody as you it know does
0: not. it does not it does so, not I
1: mean, that's that's why you go and see everybody while you can because you just never know
0: that's, and that's exactly you know,
1: right I, I had a friend who was like eh you know he, he blew off you know going to rush and then you know now
0: yep you can't it blow gone. it off
1: it's never, it's never gonna happen
0: yep so you just have exactly. to exactly
1: you have to always um Plan plan like it's the last
0: Exactly show. right So this is definitely not going to be The last time you're on We thank you um, We'd also like to thank The Deep Dive Podcast Network Rob Halford Martin Popoff And all of you for listening And as always Keep defending the faith Ciao Beautiful Hey, thanks for <laughs>